David Franicki is a filmmaker and writer from New York City. He has worked in the entertainment industry and in events as a video projectionist. He's also freelanced as a photographer during Fashion Week. David has shot, edited, and produced music videos and a YouTube series. He also worked in a green screen studio that worked on everything from commercials to music videos to corporate videos. You can find out more about David on Instagram at D-A-V-E-B-S-W-L. For this reading of Perception Part 2 excerpt, the role of Daniel is played by Tom Schmidt, the role of Carl is played by Thomas Hedges, the role of Secretary is played by Billy Martell, the role of Helen is played by Julie Stackhouse, the role of Hostess is played by Kaylee DeHotman, the role of Waiter is played by Kira Kitchen, with stage directions and cues read by Bo Wilson. Recap. Daniel, our protagonist, is working for a company who does surveillance on individuals to track data to understand how that person is perceived. Daniel describes it as a way to know yourself completely. He is a salesman, a mentor to Carl, and a field agent running assessments. Assessments are used to get data from real confrontations of the clients or subject. In Daniel's last assessment, he was in the field watching Jane, who will not make an appearance in this excerpt, and smiled at her after she kicked a man in a bar for being too aggressive with her. Daniel is now currently on assignment in a safe house apartment doing simple recon on Helen, who he had just met in his office. Helen is contemplating hiring the company and is taking time to make a decision, but unbeknownst to her, someone has already hired them to watch her. Daniel is watching Helen in her apartment. She appears to be a high-priced call girl. Daniel watches her and a John. Interior, safe house apartment. Daniel gets a phone call, scrambles for his phone, drops it, then answers it. Hello, Carl. Daniel, how are you? I'm doing recon on a new case. Didn't you, didn't you just finish an assignment? I'm just on recon and then someone else will take over. Then mandatory vacation. No breaking any rules or regulations that way. Smart. What are they of you doing? I'm still running on the cleanup cruise. I'm about to take my first test. Are you studying the material? I had a question about that actually. Shoot. Daniel glances at the screen of a computer or camera set and camera set up watching Helen's apartment, sees the man putting his clothes back on. Helen smokes a cigarette at the window. She has a robe on. The man leaves an envelope on the nightstand and he leaves. Daniel frowns at this. In the manual, it says that there are no further contact when the job is completed. What's the question? If they see you and recognize you, right, then they say something to you. What do you do? Uh, politely excuse yourself from the situation and tell them that they're mistaken. Say you just have one of those faces, you know? Has that happened to you? Only once, but she looked at me like she recognized me, but couldn't place where. I was gone before she could figure it out. In, in the manual, it also says that you should never interfere with a natural occurrence? Yes, that's true. No matter what? Helen is snorting coke from a large container. She rubs her gums and teeth with her finger. She lights another cigarette. She begins dancing and moving aggressively. Yes. Well, what if they're having a heart attack or something? Call it in. That's what the call center's for. They decide the next move. That's what they're trained to do. They understand the algorithm. We are field agents. Data and application is not our department. 
Well, what if they call it in? If they're getting mugged or they're murdering their aunt or booking a flight for the Bahamas, just call it in. That's why we have our phones and the numbers. Have you had to call? Carl, I have to call all the time. They get tired of me calling. Yeah, they call you the Boy Scout. I know. Do you want to be a supervisor? If they want to promote me, I will gladly take it. It's different than all the other positions. I've never found any information on it. It's a mystery what they really do. I've never met a supervisor that I know of. I heard they have to break the rules and regulations. It's a different department inside our own department. Who knows what their rules are? A secret department. Covert. Covert department. What's your subject doing? Partaking in a little dancing and some cocaine. Fun night. Lonely. I have to go, I have to go clean up another mess. Enjoy your cocaine and dancing. I bet she's fucking hot. She is a looker. Okay, one last question. Go ahead. How much contact is considered contact? What do you mean? You said a girl looked at you and you disappeared before she could figure it out. That's accidental contact and you, yes, I know, I know, I'm almost done. And that is understandable. But what about a wink or a smile or something, like a smile? What do you mean? <clears throat> is that contact? Shit, man, I, I got to. Daniel winces at the phone as the call is ended. He puts it down. Helen is out of sight. And Daniel makes a note of it in his notes. She returns in a nighty. She runs to the door and opens it. A different man than before enters the room. Daniel makes a note of it. Why the fuck did he say a smile? The man and Helen embrace. She is softer with this man. They kiss and they hold hands. They sit on the couch and they have a drink. Helen likes another cigarette. David makes a note of that. They begin to fool around and Helen takes him to the bathroom. Daniel goes to the bathroom, to, takes him to the bedroom. Daniel goes to the bathroom to pee. When he returns, Helen has returned to view and the man is nowhere to be seen. Helen is snorting more coke and lights another cigarette. Daniel sits back down and begins making notes at his computer. He stops. Helen disappears in the back again. Daniel stares at the computer. Why the fuck did he say smile? The door bursts open at Helen's. A man dressed in an expensive suit confidently strides around the apartment. Helen enters the room. He is looking at the coke container. He turns to her. He smacks her in the face. She falls to the ground from the hit. She looks weak and scared. He picks her up by the arm. He pulls, her, he pulls back his hand to hit her again, but stops. He pushes her toward the back. She disappears. He takes a large snort from the Coke. He pours a drink and gulps it down. He pours another drink and downs that one too. Helen returns from the back. She is in an evening gown and her hair is down. She looks beautiful. They exit the apartment. Daniel moves the camera lens toward the street. He finds the limo out front. Helen and the man in the suit are met outside with paparazzi flashing pictures. They get into the limo and they drive away. Daniel makes a few notes and he shuts his eyes in the chair. Interior, Daniel's office. Daniel sits at his desk typing at his computer. His secretary comes in in a rush and looks annoyed. He stops typing and looks up at her. I'm going to head home now, Daniel, at six. 
I'm sorry. I, I didn't realize it was getting so late. I know you're catching up on paperwork. It's a never-ending supply of paperwork. I don't know how there will be any more, and then the next day, there's more. Yes, sir. Get out of here. Give your kids a high five for me. Yes, sir. The phone rings, and the secretary turns to go for the desk. I got it. Go. Thank you. See you next week. Daniel answers the phone. Hello? Daniel. Yes? Uh, this is Helen. Uh, Mont yes, Helen, hello. How are you? I'm okay. I wanted to know if we could get some dinner and talk. We could set up a meeting next week if you like. Well, I was thinking we could do it tonight. I have a great place we can go, not too fancy and not too expensive. I really think we should. So, this place is in Midtown. Just around the corner from my apartment. I can send you the address. See you at eight. Miss Mon... Helen, please. Helen, I would love to see you. He stops and puts the phone to his head. She laughs on the other end. He calls himself stupid a few times, and then he puts the phone back to his mouth. What I meant to say is that... You will meet me in a few hours. I already texted you the address. But Helen, I... Goodbye, Danny. She hangs up. He holds the phone for a few extra seconds and then he puts it down. He smiles. He begins typing again. It's Daniel. Interior restaurant. Daniel enters the restaurant and checks in with the hostess. Good evening, sir. Daniel? Yes. She's expecting you. Helen? She's told me she was waiting on someone. You look like someone that would see her. Helen comes here a lot. She is here a lot, yes. It is owned by her husband. You know him? Not yet. I've seen him around. He's a great man. Where's Helen? Right this way. The hostess walks Daniel past the bar and into a back room with a few tables, all empty. Helen waits with a large bourbon. She makes eye contact. Daniel smiles nervously. Helen takes a large drink of her bourbon. She is unaffected. He sits down with her. The hostess smiles and leaves. A waiter comes over to the table. Can I get the gentleman a drink? Scotch. Just give him what I'm drinking. Nothing fancy for me. It's not a matter of fancy, it's a matter of quality. This is quality scotch. Don't worry the cost, it's- Your husband's place. The hostess told me as I was coming in. Well, I should have told her to shut up. She likes to talk. It was no bother. Are you hungry? I am, yes. Are you okay? I'm fine. Yes, I'm fine. Just feeling a bit nervous all of a sudden. Whatever for? I don't really know. I'm sorry. Uh, let me try that again. I'm very hungry, yes. I'm looking forward to that drink too. He laughs awkwardly. She breaks a slight smile. I'm sure you'll feel better once you get something to drink. What's good here? The chef in the back is going to bring us a tasting menu. Small plates, but it's a little bit of everything. That sounds delicious. The waiter returns to the table with two drinks. He puts one down in front of Daniel and the other in front of Helen. He smiles. 
Jeff has the oysters almost prepared. He wanted to bring them out and serve you. I will be back to check on you. That's great, thank you. That'll be all. He scuttles away. Try the scotch. He does, he is impressed. Wow, that's good. <laughs> Quality. It better be for the price. I can't even tell you how much they charge for a glass. The bottle is as much as a car. A small car, but a fucking car. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Thank you. It's, it's very nice. But I hate to ruin a nice dinner and a great drink, but I'm sure you invited me here to talk business. Oh, that. Yeah. Um, I don't want you to go through with it. That's sad to hear. Why? I'm not sure I'm going to be around here long enough to wait a few years for an assessment. You read up about it? I told you I did. You did. I am getting a divorce. I don't like who my husband has become. I'm leaving him. I'm sorry to hear that. I'm not. He's an asshole. If you're not happy. You know who my husband is? I haven't gone through with any of the research yet before being hired. There's a lot of paperwork you have to go through first. He's a senator. Senator Monroe. Yes. Makes sense. I can't stand the political life anymore. You can't imagine the things I've had to do. No, I can't. Don't be shy. I'm not. I'm, I'm not. How's the drink? It's good. Wait. What? Is that why we're drinking the good stuff? Huh? Because your husband is an asshole? Maybe. You could have just called and told me that you weren't interested. You didn't have to take me to dinner and try to get me drunk. Sure I did. Why? I think you're cute. Thank you. I am not allowed to be involved with anyone associated with my job. It's part of my contract. Breach of contract means termination. Daniel, why are you so nervous? We're just two adults having a drink and dinner. I'm not. You're sweating. I'm hot. You're shaking. I'm fine. The chef comes with a plate of oysters for the table. He places a few small forks down, smiles, and leaves. They both have a bite. They're really good. One of my favorites. What are you going to do about your husband? I'm leaving him. When? Well, I'm in the process of getting a few ducks in a row and then I'm leaving. Less than a week, but more than a couple days. Is he dangerous? What would make you ask a question like that? Just making conversation. He's dangerous in a sense, but not physically. He wouldn't arm a fly. Are you sure? I know they're watching me. What? His family. They got some, someone to watch me. What makes you say that? I know them. I know how they think. I know how he thinks. We're all the same. Someone has been watching me. Is that why you're divorcing him? It's just all a big game to him. I wish there was some magic word I could say or I had some great advice, but I really am not good at these type of things. I see black and white. He's a bad guy. Leave him. Don't wait. I have to disappear, not leave. 
there's a difference. Why do you have to disappear? He's a powerful man. It's not that easy. He wouldn't harm me, but someone else might. This sounds dangerous. I've lived too narrow a lifestyle. I'm probably just a square. They call me a Boy Scout. You are a Boy Scout. I probably am. Do you hate that? No, I, I like who I am. Let me take you to my apartment. I've always wanted to be with someone like you. What? No, I, I can't. You don't have to be, you don't have to pretend to be so good with me. You can be bad if you want. And I can be whoever you want me to be. And you could be whoever you want to be too. I'm married. Now you're married. I, I told you I could lose my job first. In, in my line of work, we're taught to say we're married last. Having single status helps the cell. Saying we're married is the last line of defense. So you're saying you're married? I'm saying I'm married. So am I. <laughs> I understand, but you're leaving him. Any kids? I can't divulge any more personal information. That also counts as too much contact with the client. Rules and regulations. I'm sorry, I, I am a company man. I follow the rules for each position, each position that I'm given. You really are a Boy Scout. The waiter brings a few more plates of food. Helen gathers her things as the waiter places everything on the table. She gets up. This is on us tonight. The whole bill. Bring him another drink. The same kind. Go. She shoes the waiter away with her hand. Daniel, it's been a nice evening, but my senator awaits. Thanks for everything. You're leaving? Yes, darling, I have to go. Enjoy the food and drink. Take it all home to the wife and kids. Good night, Helen. Good night, Daniel. I... What? Nothing. Good night. Good night. I hope you heard me tonight when I say what I really wanted. Helen, I told you. I'm married and... No, not that, you idiot. I don't want anyone watching me. I don't care who hired you, who. I want to be left alone. I understand. She leaves Daniel sitting alone at the table. Aside from the dog barking. <laughs> Sorry, guys. It's actually my dog. So for those that don't know, Tom and I live together. <laughs> I'm upstairs, he's downstairs, so. So That's I wanna funny. ask, um, yeah, just the two of you, I guess for now, since you were privy to the, in, the first part, what are, yeah. your, what are your thoughts on the, the story as, in it, as it continues? It, I mean, it's interesting because, like, I she was definitely the last. I mean, the last time that we read this, or the, the other part, she was definitely. I mean, Helen, um, myself was very cold, um, high powered, clearly like you know ran things. And here, I'm a bit more like soft, still in control, but at the same time, I feel like I'm letting my guard down, which is interesting to, to see, even just through those two readings, like the first one a couple 
what was it, two weeks ago? And then this one. So the, the evolution of, of the character and finding out a little bit more. I am interested um, as to what the other, the other, like this lifestyle that she's leading clearly Daniel is looking in on, um, you know, or earlier in the, uh, earlier in the, the episode here, um, what that's about. And then also, I'm assuming the, the physical harm that the one gentleman, I assume was her husband, he was downstairs, paparazzi. Um, so it, it's just, um, she, she's, she's fun. She's like, she's a really fun, like multi-layered character. So my, my question would just be really to David, to just be like, you know, how did you even come up with this kind of like dynamic? I, I wanted to jump in and say real quick after reading this, the second part of this, the style. Were you Daniel last time too, Tom? I think you so. were, No, wasn't Remy reading Daniel last time? Uh, yeah, I think oh, he yeah. was. Yeah. I don't want to give away. Oh yeah, don't, yeah, don't, don't, don't give away. I'm just, I, it's, she, she's just a really, really fun character. Yeah, and Tom, you have a question and also I want to know what character you did read last time, I forgot. Um, I think I may have read one or two of the other parts. I forget, but I, I just want to say after reading the second part, the style sticking out more to me, like a neo-noir, like Helen's the classic, or a play on the classic femme fatale, and Daniel's the company man, and it just knowing more about the style after reading more, it informs you as an actor, like how different things in the script are more important stylistically. And that's all I want to say. And I think I read her this time as way more of a central character than I did last time. Just giving like, obviously the clues that you gave us in the script. I feel like you've got a choice to make about Daniel because if he's a Boy Scout, and if he is consistently engaged in surveillance, as we are given to understand, and if his company allows him to surveil someone who may also be hiring them to do assessments, there's some kind of conflict of interest at work within the company, which isn't necessarily impossible or, or wrong, but Daniel would worry about it. And mm -hmm the Boy Scout would be worried unless you're setting us up for him to be like secretly the devil or something. But um, I, I feel like you have one too many things going on when you take, when you think about Daniel and Daniel's position within the company and what the company does, there's something that is, there, there's like one thing too many for me just coming at it brand new like this and maybe I'm wrong. Um, I, I did have the thought, Daniel, haven't you seen any movies? Why are you putting yourself in this position? But, um, but I, the Boy Scout might, the naive Boy Scout might put himself in harm's way without realizing it. But there's something about going on the dinner with her and surveilling her when she doesn't know it, but also knowing that she's thinking of hiring the company. Something has to bump into something in a way that is uncomfortable for him. And that's not happening yet. That's it. I will say, uh, reading it, it did feel, uh, for, for better or for worse, it felt exactly like 
when I was a kid reading the old uh, uh, Perry Mason dime novels uh, with the, the passages about she looks so helpless and, and uh, she, 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 the arched eyebrows and all, all this stuff. Like it, it just, it, I, it, it kind of transported me back there for a minute. Like I Absolutely. Feel, like I feel like some of that conflict was set up through some of the dialogue. And of course I've only seen this excerpt two part, but because you mentioned, it's mentioned that he's being set up for like a supervisory position. I was willing to forgive some of these inconsistencies of like between the boy scout and like, him breaking some of these rules so it felt the, the setup was there but i do agree like there needs to be a little more conflict like inner internally or like maybe visually if this is going to be some type of film to show that he knows he's not the boy scout knows he's not supposed to be doing this but like the company has him doing this or he thinks the company has him doing this because it's a setup or like a test for this supervisory position he might be being granted. And David did uh, answer into the chat window that it was addressed in the first excerpt about the hiring. He's drawn to her and it all unfolds in the end, I hope. And he did reaffirm very noir. Yes, exactly right. I just love the female character. I thought she was great. I love that switch she flips at the end where she's suddenly in power again. She's like, you're an idiot. Essentially. <laughs> That's great. I just appreciate an interesting female character who can be both weak and strong at the same time and also isn't a young nubile woman. I appreciate that. <laughs> so just thank you. Props. Yeah, you know, and totally, like the first time that we read it, like the first, uh, um, what was it, two weeks ago, she was like super cold, like not, but this time it was like very clear just kind of like that seductress type whatever and then like like you said there's a lot of different levels so i i totally appreciate that too so thank you for that david <laughs> <laughs> and she's fun to read for too so <laughs>